Hi, everyone. I'm Denise Garth, Chief Strategy Officer at Majesco, and you're listening to the Future of Insurance Industry Leaders podcast series. Follow along as I interview the best and brightest leaders in the insurance industry and insure tech landscape to bring you the latest in digital transformation, innovation, industry trends, challenges, and opportunities, as well as next-gen technologies. We use our experience to anticipate what's next without losing sight of what's now. Stay tuned to find out your next now. Welcome, everybody, to today's podcast, part of our Future of Insurance Industry Leaders. I am absolutely thrilled today to have one of the most respected distribution channel leaders in the industry joining me today. I'd like to welcome Craig Walsh from Westfield. He is the head of traditional and non-traditional distribution channels. Welcome, Craig. Thanks, Denise. It's great to be with you today. So, Craig, I always like to start off webcast because not everybody knows everybody in the industry. So I'd like you to just kind of give a little bit of background about yourself, about Westfield and your role at Westfield. Yeah, thanks, Denise. Uh, earlier this summer, I just started my 30th year with Westfield, which is really hard to Amazing. believe. Actually, started with Westfield out of college. This has been my entire insurance career, which I know is is unique and different. And I think I've been fortunate to be with a company that's forward-looking in many ways. And I've been able to do a number of different things in that 30-year period. And just you know, briefly, some of my background. I started actually in field underwriting. That was my that was my first role and did that for almost 10 years in, in various Midwestern states and kind of learned some new business underwriting, learned how the agency force operates and was really that kind of day-to-day person working with agencies. Back in 2000, 2001, we acquired a, a mutual company out of Eastern Pennsylvania called Old Guard, which launched our, you know the Westfield operation into new states. But it also launched us just more, I'd say, intentionally in a focus on a niche in, in agriculture. So I spent about the next 12 years of my career part of the, the agribusiness division at Westfield, the build out of that and led that division for uh, the last five years. But in my time, both as a field underwriter and ag, I always had a really deep interest in our agency channel and what was happening with certainly distribution overall. A little more than nine years ago, understanding some of the change happening with agencies, understanding what the future of certainly PNC distribution looked like as we started to talk about digital. I don't think InsureTech was even a, a term nine years ago, but we hired for the first time a head of distribution at Westfield. So had a passion for that. I competed for that role, fortunately was hired into that role. And so I've spent the last nine years I'm really focused on the broad distribution strategy at Westfield, you know, really all the non-underwriting and, and sales things that impact agencies. So I really have been fortunate to have kind of a really wide view of the industry and a really wide view of what's happening with certainly PNC distribution. And it's become a real passion of mine. Thinking back nine, 10 years ago, there's been a lot of change in the marketplace into distribution in that a lot of that change has been very much driven by market forces like the changing agent demographics, uh, the consolidation of agents and brokers out in the marketplace. And that's really reshaping expectations around the producer experience. What do you kind of see from those market forces and how is it going to make it more competitive for insurers 
to get what um, you and I have talked about as, as shelf space. As that consolidation happens, as these new demographics come in, the fight for that shelf space is going to get tougher for insurers. Oh, there's no doubt. And I think, you know, you said it well, Denise, as we think about market forces. And at times, it's it's hard to look back over kind of a 10-year period of time and really understand the depth of the change that we've seen in certainly PNC distribution. I, I often say it feels like it's moving fast and slow, right? Kind of day in, day out. I think in many ways, we're competing for business. We're competing for certainly renewals uh, in many ways as we've had in the past. But I would say there's some really fundamental things that have certainly changed overall distribution. And in my role, I often say internally at Westfield, because we're changing also, right? I mean, we're having to keep up with increasing expectations of agencies and increasing expectations of consumers. And we're getting better at at how we focus on certain segments and we're launching new segments. But I often say internally at Westfield that, you know, we could not be changing at all internally And there's so much happening externally that's going to force us to change in terms of how we think about distribution and how we, and and certainly how we partner and so on. You know, you've certainly hit on some of the big ones, Denise. I think M&A, you know, and the trend that we've seen over the past, really since 2008, has been just a really significant shift in, you know, what agencies look like, but I also think just how we partner with agencies And I think for the most part, a lot of that change is in terms of the size of some of these firms and really the depth of the the capability that they bring. I know that in some circles, some analysts look at, you know, the rise of the billion dollar broker. And, you know, most recently, I know the list, there's a major publication which puts out the list of the top 100 agencies. And you just look at the revenue size of the top 10 in the top 100. But also just look at the revenue size of number 100. You see how much that's changed. It's not just consolidation and it's not just M&A, but I think now we're talking about agencies that are such a size that they're building strong capabilities themselves and they're investing in technology and digital and the customer experience and data, you know, and, you know, just a list of things. And so, you know, that's really forced carriers to keep up. I think in many ways, and oftentimes, maybe how we not bring the same capabilities, but how we bring complementary capabilities. But clearly this M&A, and I think the size of the agencies that we're talking about and the pressure that puts on carriers, that certainly is an element that's changed quite a bit in the past 10 years. And then I think alongside of that, you know, just the kind of digitization of insurance and what's happening there. Well, oftentimes when I speak on this topic, you know, when I started, in the business. And even when I started, you know, leading distribution at Westfield, you know, nine years ago, I I remember doing like agency one-on-one classes for new hires, people who came outside the industry. And and when I talked about the channel, I talked about kind of the really distinct buckets of, you know, independent agency carriers. And this is what we look like and captive carriers. And this is what distribution looks like and direct. And, you know, I would say we're in a world today where obviously all those lines have blurred. And I think, you know, the future is we're either thinking about self-service and things the customer can do on their own. And what does that mean from an actual distribution perspective or advisor focused, right? And what are the customers or what are the transactions that are going to value advice and counsel input, regardless of how that's delivered, right? That could be at 100 Main Street, or that could be online at 1130 at night. You're really hitting on a topic you and I have had a lot of conversation. It really kind of fits into your title of traditional and non-traditional distribution. 
is that not all the distribution is the same. And there are so many new channels that have emerged in different market segments and products that the concept of one size fits all just doesn't work for the customer, whether it's a consumer or, or a business, a small, medium business. We've got marketplaces. Obviously, you talked about direct. We've got relationships with other insurers. You know, one insurer may not produce a certain type of product, say cyber, but you're going to partner with another insurance company, be able to provide that cyber as a part of maybe a bundle of something that you're doing. And then you got embedded insurance. You know, when you look at that, what are the implications for insurers and how do they need to think about this multi-digital channel world operationally and strategically? You know, oftentimes as I get together with carrier partners, we talk about, you know, just the need to ever increase capabilities to meet increasing demands of customers, but also to to meet increasing demands of, of agencies. So, you know, I think a lot of it goes back to, you know, what's the kind of digital infrastructure? What is the overall experience that you're building for, for agents and, and customers? And certainly to the point of, you know, as you look at this from a a line of business perspective from a class of business perspective, I think it continues to show up differently, but I also think that even those expectations will change, right? I think a lot of yeah. the, a lot of the investment that we're seeing today is clearly it's focused on purse lines. It's focused on, on small business, but, you know, as an industry, we continue to go up market in, uh, in small business. You know, you think about what's the actual definition of small business. And I think, you know, both from a premium and a revenue size perspective, it continues to grow. So, you know, kind of the expectations for how we transact business today, the agencies, you know, we're traveling with an expectation that will continue to certainly move up market. So there is an element there, I think, as you set your strategy to, to look at product lines today and to think about where those customer segments and where those product lines will certainly go in the future. And then I think it's certainly setting priority. So just from a transactional perspective, looking at whole customer lifecycle, because, you know, I think a lot has been invested and I think this is part of the, maybe the lesson in the journey of, of the full stack insure tech carriers, you know, really solving for the front end, kind of that acquisition of the customer, that sale, but the customer who has a real great experience on the front end you know, is probably going to demand that same experience for claims and billing and, and so on. And so how do we solve for everything for the customer? And again, in a world of hundreds and hundreds of priorities, how do you ultimately set that priority? And that that's a little bit, you know, where I said, how do we, from an agency perspective, you know, I look at a, at a carrier like Westfield, you know, how do we solve for things alongside of our agencies? Because there are agencies going back to you know, the size of the agency that we're working with today and the capabilities that certainly the agency is bringing, you know, there are some things that I think we can do in, in partnership. And you look at, you know, I look at a firm like Hub, you know, you look at what they've done with View, their personalized platform, you know, that's an agency who's built a really great, you know, front end intake for customers. And we'll, we'll certainly build that service over time. But I would say that would rival anybody in the actual direct space, right? So, you know, how do we partner with them to make sure that we're solving for all of the expectations of the customer who really has a great front end experience now that's in a completely digital environment? When you begin to kind of flip that focus and you look at the consolidation of distribution and the emergence of all of these new channels, 
meeting the needs of distribution, you know, from the standpoint of licensing and onboarding to actually paying out the commissions or compensation and anything else that kind of goes along with that. There are a lot of implications for insurers from a operation perspective and a technology perspective to support this very multi-digital channel world. Talk about what it is that you see there and what you guys have done there at Westfield. If I go back kind of early in my career, which again, 30 years ago, which seems like forever. And I don't know if it's quite dog years, if you multiply it by seven, but obviously the the world was very different 30 years ago. And I think you look at a, at a carrier like Westfield, a strong regional carrier that, that's a mutual at heart. You know, we did business with county seat agencies. And I would say that if you looked at all of our agencies, you know, probably 95% of them look the same in some way, shape or form, right? They might be a little bit different from a from a size perspective, but in terms of focus and what have you, you know, all those agencies certainly look similar, you know, and we could probably expect similar performance, kind of knew how the lines were drawn in terms of who did what. So you think about contracting and you think about, you know, licensing and agency compensation, pretty much one size fits all. And now we're in an environment that's increasingly looking different. You know, the structure of agencies looks different. They're motivations on profit and future perpetuation and things that they're trying to solve for looks different. You know, the depth of the agency in terms of resources that they have, and we're all looking to gain optimization and, you know, to to cut out costs just where we can. And so you look at that environment where certainly distribution looks different, even within the actual traditional space, it looks different. Now you think about embedded in partnerships and you know, digital agencies and so on, that continues to look different. And you introduce platforms to enable production, that looks different. So core capabilities like contracting and compensation and agency programs and segmentation and all those things that enable the management and partnership that we have with agencies, it's not one size fits all. It's very different, you know, and there's a lot of kind of individualization that has to occur. So, you know, contracting becomes more complex and compensation management becomes more complex, right? Some are new business flow engines and they want, you know, to be compensated based on that. Others are new business growth, but they also want to think about profitability of the book and, you know, the the overall size of the book and how they're maximizing retention. And then partnerships look even more different. There's things that we're learning every day about them. So, you know, having a very efficient system to manage things like contracting, compensation, you know, segmentation, and being able to have one view of all of that is a journey, but that's the investment that we've made in partnership with you as we think about certainly DM, you know, having that one view and being able to have flexibility, you know, to be able to meet the needs for Westfield, but then also to meet for our distribution partners. When I think about this multi-channel experience, a lot of carriers are still in that traditional kind of area of focus, meaning that they're still only agent focused. That is their primary and only real channel that they've continued to focus on. And they've been successful at it for decades. But when you begin to kind of add in kind of the shift in some of the customer expectations and the demand for other channels, you know, what do these insurers that are very uh, focused on the traditional, how would be a good way for them to begin to kind of think beyond traditional into some of those non-traditional areas and first places to start? Because at the end of the day for growth, it's going to be all about market reach, kind of meet customers on their terms. So 
kind of, where are some good places for them to kind of start? I would throw out, you know, j- just a couple of thoughts and maybe one overarching comment. It's, uh, I don't know, I'd call it a somewhat debate about the future of the agency. You know, and I often say it, it's 2022 and, you, you know, probably the industry is still somewhat surprised at how much the agency controls. Still around at. and they're still going to be yeah, there. That's right. Exactly. Right. Still, you know, if you look at certainly commercial lines, you know, depending on whose actual report it is, you know, upwards of 85% of that market is controlled by agents. And even in, in personal lines, I think, you know, the most recent data from the big eye would say, you know, north of 35% of purse lines is still controlled by agents, which is great, but that also says that 65% is not, right? And so, you know, I think we're at a time where, you know, the agent is still going to be viable. And that's where I go back to, I think, you know, the days of captive and IA and direct, because even direct might involve a person. You know, there's some things that a customer can do on the front end, but direct might involve a, a person to intervene, you know, to help a prospective customer just over the line. So I still travel with the strong assumption that the agent is, is going to factor heavily in this space. But let's face it, the agencies are, are also recognizing the change, right? And they're yep. investing different. So I think for carriers, I think a great place to start, they're playing in that real traditional agency space. You know, a real great place to start is, is to talk to your agencies and to start to get a sense of, you know, how they're thinking about just the future of this. Because what we found in talking with agencies, agencies of of all sizes are trying to solve for how do they grow small commercial, right? How do they meet, you know, personalized customers in a different spot than maybe where they've been before, right? You know, a lot of the agency channel, you know, I think when you ask them how they actually acquire business, it's still heavy referrals and relationships and, and certainly just things of that nature. But, you know, Agencies of all sizes, I think, are recognizing and have recognized, and maybe COVID just elevated this need, you know, customers are going to find them just various ways. So engaging with your your current agencies and understanding, you know, how are they looking at just acquiring customers of, of the future? And I think there's a really safe way today to engage with a number of partnerships, both on the personal lines and the commercial line side, you know, to figure out how do you start to solve for some of this, I'd say, digital divide. And so, you know, when you think about platforms, when you think about kind of digital platforms, which are becoming more and more prevalent, um, I think they're still gaining traction, but not all of them require API connectivity, right? There are some which can enable current processes, but I think for both the carrier and the agent, it leads you down the path of, you know, how do you solve for a customer that comes into you from a digital means, not a referral means, right? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I think there's this journey there that if a carrier is not on that path, you know, they need to get on that path pretty quickly. And I think there's some safe ways to do it. And, you know, what I found from the insure tech side of this there are a lot of people out there who are really open to providing insight and counsel, right? So, you know, the last thing I would say for carriers, really think about your networks in this space. I've learned a lot just talking to people, kind of getting some perspective on what might work and what might not work and making decisions to certainly weigh things out. But, you know, for the carrier who isn't necessarily focused here, maybe dabbling, you know, those would be just a couple of quick ways to certainly get started. 
And it kind of ties into a topic that you and I have talked about, and we've been on panels talking about it. And that is, it gets to having the right technology, like the core distribution management technology that you guys have implemented, but also the ability to pull the data out so that you can really apply some analytics to it to really understand who are your best producers, who are your best channels, and how do you kind of match up uh, customers to those channels to be able to really support them. And so there's a whole new kind of elevation of one, a modern, you know, next-gen distribution management system, but also pulling that data out to do some analytics so that you can really kind of support those that are really doing uh, things really, really well and profitably uh, in selling the products that you have. You guys have done some amazing work in that whole area. And I think that's an area not enough people really talk about, Craig. You say it so well, Denise, and clearly we've made some inroads in that space, but it's hard, right? I mean, there certainly is no it's doubt that it's hard. Yeah, it's a journey, right? And I, you know, I think about all the phrases like don't let perfection be the enemy of good and what have you. And, you know, I go back to, you know, the comments that that I made about understanding where agencies are also investing in this space, right? And coming alongside them and learning from each other. Because I think whether it's insure tech capabilities that they're building, whether it's data initiatives which they're certainly investing in this balance of making the investments, but then also being able to pull credible insights. I would say, as you think about, certainly for us, as we thought about that journey, you know, having a clear view of our overall distribution strategy was really important. And knowing, going back to some of the things that you shared, Denise, knowing that you know, all partners look a little different, right? Not every agency is the same and not every agency has the same expectation and being able to segment distribution partners differently and being able to certainly look at them differently and knowing places that we can partner and places that maybe we can't. Having clarity there really helped us as we thought about capabilities and we thought about ways to certainly potentially partner because Again, the capabilities that we build, you know, whether it's data, you know, or certainly other things. So oftentimes we need to certainly enable those through agencies. Again, having a clearer view as we possibly could about, you know, our view of our distribution and, and our strategy was and will continue to be really important. Kind of one of the last questions before I do my, uh, my last kind of follow-up question, Craig, is... When you kind of think about uh, the next generation producer or distribution experience, what is it that you think about that insurers need to be thinking about? For the kind of day-to-day relationship management parts where carriers and, and agencies work together, you know, things like contracting, licensing appointments, you know, and compensation information, you know, all those things that are not necessarily customer focused, but are tools that are critical for how carriers and agents work together, you know, in just increasingly that needs to be, that needs to be digital, right? And that's some of the investment that we've made. Are we there a hundred percent? No. You know, are we committed to continuing that process? You know, we are, again, I think there's a, a play there just from a, you know, optimization perspective in how we work with agencies, but at the same time, it's, it just makes you know, our partnership just more efficient for them and certainly more efficient for us. So I think, I think those expectations will continue to, will certainly escalate. And then from there, I think there's a broader capability conversation, you know, going back to kind of core systems and processes and, 
you know, what are the parts of not just the agency carrier journey, but the carrier customer journey, the agency customer journey that certainly need to be digital and how do you solve for all of them or which ones are the most important? That's not going away. And I think it will knowing, you know, for I'll say legacy carriers like Westfield, there's a lot to solve for there and you can't solve for it for it all overnight, but getting moving is important. And then knowing where to set critical priority is also, you know, just very important. And, you know, you think about the, the customer experience. I don't think I'm, I'm sharing, you know, inside baseball here as, as we look at, you know, some of the most critical parts of the customer journey and the customer experience, the claim is number one, right? We can do a yeah. lot of great things, but if that claims experience falls down, and I think that raises a question, and maybe I'll take back some of the things I said, you know, I think one of the lessons of the journey is it may not be all digital all the time either, right? So there's parts of the customers, you think about the claim, there's parts of the claims experience where digital may not be the best solution, right? But again, thinking about that overall and thinking about the roles that carriers could play and thinking about the roles that agencies could play and how we match up alongside of each other, I think is going to be increasingly important as, as we set common objectives. You know, a, a real quick example I would share is first notice of loss. And we've been on a journey probably like many carriers where we found that, you know, the, the best experience for the customer is when the first notice of loss comes into us. Highest NPS, you know, time in which the claim is closed. You know, there are multiple things that, you know, speak to, you know, it's a great experience for the customer. It's enabled through technology and we have 24 seven access. But, you know, not every agency follows that, you know, uh, there are some that readily pass first notice of loss on to us, others, others not. But, you know, what we found in the role with the agent is, you know, the first notice of loss comes into the carrier and the experience is even better when the agent follows up, right? So again, but it's just knowing kind of how we can play with each other across some of the major parts of the customer experience and the customer journey. So I like to really kind of close out my podcast with this question. If you could state one word or a phrase to define the future of insurance, what would it be, Craig, and why? I would say be curious and nimble. <laughs> I, I think we're at a time where I'll go back to something I shared at the beginning. It feels like things are changing fast and slow at, at the same time, right? There's a lot out there that's impacting our, our industry. There's a lot out there that's impacting certainly distribution. Is all of it going to come to full fruition? Probably not. Are some of these things going to stick? Most definitely. And so I think we're really at a time where asking questions, challenging assumptions, challenging status quo, thinking thoughtfully about investments as a carrier, being thoughtful about you know how you partner with agencies, what questions should we ask of each other? How do we best partner with each other? I think it's a, it's a really interesting time and being curious is, is needed. And then also being nimble, which, you know, in our industry, we're not always the most nimble. And there's certainly reason for that. As an almost 175 year old carrier, I realize you know, change is hard and change certainly takes time, but changing attitudes and, you know, changing the way that, that we look at, look at things hopefully can come a lot quicker. So that's, that's kind of my mindset. And I think that's a, that's a good mindset for where we're at right now as a, as a, as a property and casualty in, industry. 
Well, you've kept the streak going, Craig. I don't believe that we've had those two words used any of the podcasts I've done. So um, everybody's identified a different word, which makes it really fascinating uh, when you think about the future of insurance. So thanks for that. Yeah, yeah, happy to help. You know, thanks for your time today, Craig, and thanks for the partnership with you, your team, and, and the entire Westfield team with regard to distribution. We really appreciate the partnership. Uh, we appreciate the the insights that you're always kind of providing, the insights that you provide out to the industry. It's going to be a, a great time ahead for those that can really effectively focus on distribution, whatever channels that they want to focus on, on including agents, because they're not going away to really kind of, you know, drive growth within the industry. So thanks, Craig. Yeah, thank you. It's always great to connect and really appreciate the opportunity to, to spend some time with you on the podcast. That's it for this week's episode of Future of Insurance Industry Leaders podcast. Subscribe to our market-leading podcast series available wherever you get your podcast from. Thank you for listening and be sure to tune in the next time.